Amen. God has good things. We said too many Christians are bound by an earthly perspective. Living day to day. Get by, get through the day, just hope you can get through the next day. That's wrong thinking. That's an earthly carnal way to think. God wants you and I to think big and begin to see the big picture. If you are a born-again child of God, then you have a spiritual destiny to fulfill. Therefore, as a believer, you must have a strong sense of purpose for your life and an understanding of God's prophetic word concerning your latter end. So you need to have a strong sense of purpose. Yeah, you're going through changes and adjustments and doing different things, but you've got to see the end game. You've got to see what God is ordained for you. He wants us to finish strong. He wants your ministry, whatever you do, to finish strong. I was thinking about that today to myself. I want to finish strong. I want to go out with an explosion. I want to do something big for God. I want my life to matter. Do you? And it doesn't make any difference if you're 75 or 80 or 90 like Nutter. God still has a work for you to do. doesn't make any difference if you've screwed up because I can raise my hand. I've screwed up more than once. Anybody else? Or is it just me in this room? doesn't make any difference if you've missed the mark. That's what sin is. You've missed the mark. You just, you just repent and you go on with God. Do you know how many great men and women of God were failures? Spiritual failures, financial failures, but they came back. And that's the way you need to start thinking. Amen? See, my life matters. I want to read to you today. I probably won't get to what I was going to say, but... I have a friend, and this friend knows Jesus, but he doesn't think that his life really matters, you know. And, and how do you tell someone's life, what their life is out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? You always locate people by their words. And so I copied this off, and because this was in my devotional July 6th, and it's entitled, Gifted for This Hour. And Brenda Kuhneman says, It is not by accident, she says this by the Spirit, that you were born in this time. It's not an accident. For you have been graced for it, says God. Focus upon your gifts and abilities and let me enrich them one by one, for I have gifted you especially for this hour. gifted you especially for this hour. Now, when you start thinking that way, it'll change your life. I just don't know. I don't matter. My life doesn't matter. I've never done anything. I'm just a failure. Shut up! 
Listen to what you're saying. That is not of God. The reason many people don't live to their fullest potential is because they focus too much on their inadequacies and don't believe in themselves the way God does. God has personally graced you. You weren't born by accident or at the wrong time. You were born during the perfect time to do something wonderful on earth. The key is to break past all the obstacles that have obstructed you from seeing your own gifts and unique capabilities. You can begin to see more clearly how God has gifted you. Now listen, by putting these four things into practice. Number one, believe you are gifted by God. Believe you are gifted by God. Say, I'm gifted by God. When you're young, sometimes you, you're kind of feeling your way in the dark because you don't really kind of know which way you're going to go. But if you start believing, you are gifted by God. Oh, pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what road I've been down. Shut up. You are gifted by God, no matter the mistakes, no matter the failures, no matter the sins of omission and the sins of commission, you are gifted by God. God can't take that gift away. Once he gives you gifts, they're there. But the thing is, are you using them? Are you using them? Say, I'm gifted by God. I told you that a good friend in the nursing home, 96, very successful man, sits in his chair and, and kind of feeling sorry for himself in some respects because he, he, he wants to do more, <laughs> wants to do more. I said, just start witnessing to people. And I talked to him just the other night, and he had an 86-year-old Catholic friend through the years come out of the blue out sit and and he began to share and witness about the blood of Jesus Christ and and being born again I and I said to him I told you I says the problem see I, I couldn't talk this way to him years ago because when you're young and someone's older you respect them but you can get away with it when you get gray hair I says people don't listen to preachers all the time I said, I told you so. Start witnessing wherever you're at. Say, I'm gifted by God. Number two, see your talents bigger than your abilities. See your talents bigger than your inabilities. We all have inabilities. And we think we can't do something, but we fail to realize the Scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, there, you you got to have confidence. Mike has been pitching, and, and I, I'm so glad that he's, he's been doing real well. He had a good day yesterday, and parents are proud when their kids do well. You've done well, Gunner. Tanner, you've got, all the guys have done well. But you've got to have confidence. And I noticed through the, through the years of watching baseball 
is is a lot of times when people get on the pitcher's mound, their body language is 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 kind of like I'm defeated already. I don't know. And whether you're a quarterback, whether you're a pitcher, or whatever you do in life, you got to have some confidence. You go to work every day. Have some confidence in your gifts. Do you have any doubts what you're called to do, Brad? No. And there's going to be times you don't know how to do it, but you figure out a way because you serve a big God. Have some confidence. That's what. That's always what attracted me to me to her when I first met her. When she was a lot younger, a lot younger. Because she had this swagger. You didn't know her then. She was very good at fast-pitch softball. And I grew up, you know, playing trumpet and singing. I was a musician. So we were polar opposites, and we still are in a lot of respects. It's a wonder. It's a God that we're still together. It's a miracle. But she had this swagger, and I'll never forget you know, uh, taking my, my best man, we went up and watched a volleyball game in, in Lincoln one time, and she was playing with some group of girls, and and uh, and I was telling him about her, and, and uh, she just she just act, knew what she was going to do, and she's still that way. She has a hard time with people that aren't that way. Have some confidence. You're not always going to win every game, but go out there and act like you're going to. Don't be defeated before you even get out there. You might not know what you're going to do, and how, but go out there and act like you know. Too many Christians have their head looking down instead of looking up. This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen? We, we need to have confidence that God's for us. He's not against us. Sandy and Larry, God is for you. Watch the words of your mouth. God is for you. Oh, you don't know how I feel. God is for you. He's a healing God. You're focusing too much on earthly things. Get your mind set on heavenly things. A glorious end. Not a pathetic end, a glorious end. Yeah, that's the way God, that's what God wants for us. I don't like his tone. Neither did Moses like the father's tone, but he heard it anyway. Believe you are gifted by God. See your talents bigger than your inabilities. Guess what? This is your message today. We're not even going to get the other message. See your talents bigger than your abilities. Number three, (laughs) do you want to go home now? Shall we dismiss? Never complain about what doesn't seem to work out right. Never complain about what doesn't seem to work out right. Anybody here have an opportunity to complain this week? Oh, I did yesterday. I was at the game. Coach made a stupid, stupid 
Carl, I was a little embarrassed. Even parents were turning around and looking at me. And I don't say a lot, Carl, but this is the second time when the first base coach sent him around. And Micah, he's good, but he, he doesn't, his wheels sometimes need to be oiled because he's not a good runner, quick runner. Sent him to second base. I knew it was stupid. The ball wasn't out far and, he, and threw him out. And I said, that's the coach's fault. Yeah, that's my pastor. Oh, God, get me out of here. It was. It was stupid. And I don't do that all the time, but I'd had it because, you, you know, kids make mistakes, but coaches shouldn't make those kind of stupid mistakes. Didn't even feel guilty about it. Mike, I didn't have to repent. I didn't feel guilty about it at all. Still don't. God hasn't dealt with me because he knows it was stupid. <laughs> Never complain about what doesn't seem to work out right. Number four, refuse to see yourself as a failure even when circumstances make you feel like one. Refuse to see yourself as a failure even when circumstances make you feel like one. I felt like a failure more than once in 30 years of ministry. Anyone else here ever feel like a failure? Like you screwed up, there's no hope. If you begin here with a positive attitude, then God can open the way for your gifts to be developed and enriched by his spirit. Now let me read that again. If you begin here with a positive attitude, then God can open the way for your gifts to be developed and enriched by his spirit. See that God has anointed you powerfully today. <clears throat> so if you think of yourself as a failure, you're impeding the spirit of God. You're stopping the flow of the spirit in your life if you talk failure, if you talk lack, if you talk sickness, if you talk this, because sooner or later you're going to start believing it, and that's going to stop the flow of God's grace in your life. You got to speak the grace. Declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and that light shall shine upon your path. If you want light, you got to declare and decree. And say, this is the way it is, coach. No, you can't do that. This close, I'm going to the coach. Carl, have you ever been upset about things through the years? With, yeah. But you're a good man and you've got a good heart and always want to do the right thing. Micah came home. I said, do you want me to go talk? All he said was, shut up. So that means he didn't want me to. Like the guy says, you can't fix stupid. What do you speak? Grace. You speak grace to your finances. You speak and declare grace to your children and your children's children. You speak grace to your marriage. Yeah? You speak grace to your church, to your pastor, 
It's grace. Speak and declare the grace of God to your future. Let's pray this together. Stand up today. Oh, I wish he'd... I wish his sermons were based on a devotional more often. It's concise to the point and direct. Amen. Pray this with me. This is at the end. I'll tell you what, if you don't have that, we should get this. This is the best book. I can say that when Mike Keyes isn't here. As far as the devotional. <clears throat> Let's pray this together. Father, I thank you that I'm gifted to do great things. During this time in history, I believe today that I'm not going to fall short in any talent you have given me, and you shall help me grow in each one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not a failure. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a child of God, a son of God, led by the Spirit of God. And the favor of God surrounds me and my family as with the shield. I'm blessed coming in today, and I'm really blessed going out today. Because I'm a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I cover this congregation today and every family with the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, for your blessing upon them. For the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And so, Lord God, we go today knowing who we are and that great things are in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen.